Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment where we get to create an open space for you to work. God, would you have your way in us as we listen to your word, as we listen to what you would want to speak to us. God, have your way today. And God, we lift up our our city this week. We lift up all the teachers in our city specifically. You'd empower them. You would encourage them. You would just give them everything they need, God, to start this school year and to be encouraged. So we thank you for them. We thank you for their efforts, for their love, for our children in this city. And would you just cover them this week as they begin school? We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in wherever you are today, wherever you find yourself. I'm Pastor Jono. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm really excited about this word that God's given me today to share with you. What just happened? Did summer just happen? Did summer just happen to us? That was a a crazy summer. I know teachers are starting school this week and are a little shocked that You know, we're not doing the normal thing. We're going back online and it's going to be a challenge. And there's a little bit of of shock and denial. And uh, we are just with you, teachers. We want you to know that. We're our hearts with you. We are we're thinking about you. We're praying for you um, this week as you begin. And parents, too. We are we know there's a there's a lot going on this week for parents to figure this out. A lot of our parents are are both working and multiple kids in multiple schools like myself. Enter logistical hell. We need God's kingdom to break through this fall in this pandemic. We do. We just need it. And so we're going to call on God and ask him to break in. Right about now, our family is typically shopping for some new school clothes. That's what we do the week before school. But instead, we're fixing up our house to make it a mobile classroom and mobile workspaces. And I wonder if our new school clothes could be the clothes that Paul talks about in Colossians 3. If we could go back and and just be reminded that the clothes that Paul invites us to put on, if those could be the new school clothes. What if this is a moment where God wants us not to focus on the outside, not to focus on the outerwear, not to focus on the outward things, but this is a moment where God wants us to go in, go inward, focus on the inside, what he's doing, how he wants to change us. What if our new school clothes were tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? Paul's words become so practical for us again this week as as he reminds us that loving God and loving others begins with our most important relationships, our relationships at home. And so here's the scripture for today, Colossians 3, 
20 and 21. Children, obey your parents in everything. That must be nice. Because this pleases the Lord. Parents, don't provoke your children in a way that ends up discouraging them. And then another version, this is the Passion Translation, says this, Let children respect and pay attention to their parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And fathers, don't have unrealistic expectations for your children, or they may become discouraged. What an awesome and timely verse this is for us this week. You know, there's a, there's a bigger message Paul is giving us here, and, and there's a, a more specific message to parents. And so the bigger message to the God family is really, is really this, that Paul is doing something radical here. He is addressing households. He's addressing every single person individually, wives, kids, dads, servants. He is saying everyone is equal in the kingdom of God. Everyone is seen and heard in the kingdom of God. He is breaking down those hierarchies. He's empowering and encouraging each person to live and love sacrificially. I loved what DJ said last week, one of our pastors in training. He said this, the kingdom of God is operating outside the worldly structures of hierarchy we see around us every day. It kind of sounds like a seminary student, doesn't it? The kingdom of God is operating outside worldly structures. Paul is setting the example for us. He's lifting people up. He's lifting those that are on the margins up. He is, he's saying to follow Jesus is to help other people flourish. That is what this journey is about. That's what loving God and loving others is about. It's about helping all those around us flourish as we live and love sacrificially. Who can you be lifting up in your life? Let me just ask you that question. Do people feel seen and heard when they're around you? How might God want you to help others flourish? I love how Cozy and Carrie and the O-Kids team have empowered our kids and encouraged our kids to become leaders, to become worship leaders and connectors and and to, to be leading other kids, that they're so significant. They can make a significant impact in our community. They, they've set such a good example of this. And they see each kid as a gift to our community, because they are. Every kid matters. Every kid's a gift. And I love what their team did this fall. They put together a family survey. And uh, this survey is going to help our families who are going to be struggling, because we know some families are going to weather this season. Some families are going to be okay during this season, and other families are going to need real, practical, daily, and weekly help. And so, you know, wherever you are, if you're, if you're single, if you're married, if you're a new parent, if you're an old parent, if you're an empty nester, we would love to have you come alongside our God family and help other people flourish. If you have the capacity, if you have a little margin, this is one of the, call, the calls of a Christian. As we, as we do this family together. And so that's, that's Paul's meta message here. And we're, let's go down to, the, to the, the message to parents. Parenting in a pandemic. Wow. Of all the crazy things I signed up for, this was not one of them. 
parenting in a pandemic. Parenting is hard enough by itself, and you throw in a pandemic and it just can get intense and insane. I have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, three different schools, and I'm right there in the battle with you parents. I'm right there with you, trying to figure it out, stumbling and bumbling along. The disruption of, of work spaces and school. I had to run away from my house this week just to get away from distractions to work on this message. The losses of all extra activities, grieving that, trying to figure out how to keep our kids active, the learning curve of distance learning, the passwords alone, the usernames I need to figure out in my house, it's crazy. The amount of Zooms we have going on at one time is crazy. The constant feeling of, am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Am I being the kind of parent I need to be? The extra time at home, the messes, the meals, the meals, the meals. We've seriously had more time around the table, more meals around the table in the last four months than maybe the last four years. That's a silver lining for us. But I have two teenage boys and our food bill is going way up right now. So that's, that's an issue. Uh, there's no manual for parenting in a pandemic. This is the first time we're, we're all going through this together. So I just appreciate the brevity and the clarity of Paul's verses today for us. I don't think this is a coincidence that we're reading this scripture today. And Paul, I, I think, is just calling us to get back to the fundamentals. What does it look like to love well in a family? We're not going to give you 16 tips on how to be a better parent in a pandemic. I just want to give you three gospel truths, three gospel principles for parenting. Here's the first one. Control is not the goal. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Paul Tripp wrote this. He wrote, the goal of parenting is not controlling behavior, but heart and life change. It's so much easier to just think about controlling behavior, isn't it? Rather than taking the time to slow down, to figure out what's going inside of our child's heart, to figure out what is happening inside of them. Lasting change, though, it travels through the heart. We see that over and over in Scripture. God came to change our hearts, not just our behavior. And we need to help our kids become aware of their heart and understand their heart, because only heart change will last. Listen to Psalm 51.6. It says this, Behold, you delight in the truth, in the inmost inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. You know, when they're little bundles of joy, they, they are so cute, you can't imagine them ever disobeying you. And then they learn the word no. Probably the second or third or fourth word they learn is no. It just happens. You don't have to teach them that word. And it's disobedience, rebellion, selfishness. It's in all of us. You know, we didn't need to be taught that, so we need correction. We need someone to teach us to get on the right track. Obedience in the scripture, it literally means yielding oneself to authority. Yielding oneself and will to authority. This was one of the Ten Commandments. This is one of the Ten Commandments. And the first century listeners would have gotten this. They would have seen this is 
This is one of the 10 things, most important things God wanted to say to his people. Listen to Exodus 20, 13. Honor your father and mother and you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. A fundamental part of, of the family is that we would teach kids how to obey. And parents, it's, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to teach them how and why to obey. And it's in their best interest. This is the only commandment with a promise associated with it. It's, it's, it's the first commandment with their promise associated with it. Kids don't learn obedience by accident. They learn it by discipline, by loving discipline. Discipline really is all about love. I heard a pastor say, love without discipline isn't love, and discipline without love isn't discipline. It's not about just setting up the rules, the right rules in your house. That's not what this is about. Discipline is about relationship. And I love what Ray Johnston, one of our covenant pastors said. He said this, rules without relationships lead to rebellion. Correction needs to come in the middle of connection. Correction happens as we connect, as we're connected with our kids. And is there a better time to connect with our kids than this moment, than quarantine, than COVID? Some of my favorite moments in COVID have just been the one-on-one -on -one time I've been able to have with my kids, doing projects, playing cribbage, riding bikes around town, laughing. This is a time. God has given us a gift here, families, to connect deeply with our kids and to, to point things out to make sure they know they're seen and they're heard. And we get to point things out that we see growth in them, that we see a spark in them, that we see something they're good at. That is so important. And that really sets the stage for us to correct, for us to discipline. If you need practical help with discipline, let me just point you to our favorite book, Aaron and I, our favorite book on discipline. It's called Love and Logic. And I'm not gonna go any more into it, but. It is a, an awesome book about practically how to empower our kids to take responsibility for their own decisions. N.T. Wright said this regarding these verses, children need discipline, but so do parents. So Paul reminds parents, don't abuse your authority. Don't provoke your kids or you will discourage them. So here's the second gospel principle, the authority is not ours. The authority is not ours. Parents, you are an ambassador to God's, an ambassador of God's authority. When you exercise your authority, you're, gonna, you're supposed to reflect God's authority to your kids, teaching and modeling the protective and beauty of authority. Provoking our kids is going to discourage them. What is provoking? It's unreasonable blame. It's, it's expectations that are unreasonable. It's an uncertain temper. It's an inconsistent stance or standing. Provoking can be criticizing them. I heard a teacher say that the more you criticize your child, they don't like you less. They like themselves less. Ouch. Our words are powerful. Listen to this. This is so important. God's invisible authority becomes visible through us, parents. Paul Tripp wrote this. I love this quote. Every time I exercise authority, 
in the life of my child, it's to represent the picture of God. God's authority is a beautiful thing, a good thing, a loving thing, a faithful thing, a gentle thing, a kind thing, a secure thing. We get to represent God's authority. What an awesome responsibility. When I show that authority is harsh or irritable or selfish or condemning or criticizing, it actually deepens the natural rebellion of a child against our authority and against God's authority. So let's get real. This is so hard, parents. Our kids can push our buttons and trigger our emotions like nobody else, like nothing else. We can lash out. We can instill fear. We can shut them down. We can power up. I know, I've been there. And I've had to go to my kids and apologize when that happens and let them know I'm not perfect. And so we need to keep growing. We need a growth mindset, parents. We need to keep growing in how we learn to love other people. We are not taught to love in school. We are not taught a lot of times to love others growing up. We need to learn that. We need to, we need to learn how to deal with our frustrations, our expectations, our family patterns of sin, how to listen well, how to enter into hard conversations. So we boil over a lot of times and our immaturity spills out onto our kids. Let me give a shameless plug for Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. This is a course we offer at Ocean Hills, and it's a two-part course about loving God and loving others. And I just, I, I would encourage you to, when we offer it, we would love for our whole church community, our whole church family at some point to go through it. We're going to be offering it at different times during the year, so look out for that, and you won't be disappointed. It's a great way to grow. So we are called to be God's ambassador, an ambassador of his authority. Our hope is that our kids would grow up and want to submit to God's loving and protective authority in their lives. So here's the last principle, really short. You have everything you need. Parents, you have everything you need. Listen to this verse. My grace is always more than enough for you. My power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. Parenting is a high calling. It's a sacred calling to shape the soul of another human being. Well, it's overwhelming to even think about it sometimes. It's crazy that God invites us into this process. What a responsibility. And it's easy to feel like we're not enough, like we're not good enough. It's easy to talk to ourselves like, I don't have what it takes. This is too much. I can't do this. To have negative self-talk. It's, it's easy to feel the pressure and the stress of trying to do it all, of trying to be the perfect parent. Guess what? You're not. I'm not. There's no perfect parent. And that's why we need God's grace. His grace covers a multitude of sin. So I want you to hear this before we close. If you're sitting there today and you're struggling or you're thinking, gosh, this is so hard. 
I want you to hear this message from God, this word that came through Paul to you. Listen to this. My grace is always more than enough for you. Let that sink in today. My grace is always more than enough for you. You have everything you need to live out this calling that God has called you to. The night Jesus was betrayed, he was under incredible pressure and stress, and he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Literally, the Garden of Gethsemane means the wine press. God was preparing to do something new, preparing to do something beautiful with the darkest moment in human history. New wine comes from crushing, from pressing grapes. The pressure of trials eventually lead to joy. That's what the gospel teaches us. And that is the hope we need to hang on to, parents and families and God family. This is the hope in this moment. The pressure and the trials we're facing right now. God is doing some crushing, and yet he is preparing something beautiful. He is preparing something new. He is going to give us the power to get through. He's going to give us all we need to get through this time. So hang on to that hope. We're going to sing a song about new wine. I'd love to just have you enter into it and worship as we do. And then I'd love to have you linger after this message and just ask this question. What does it look like to love well through this season? As your family gets ready to work and do school at home, maybe Maybe just get everyone together and talk about that. Talk about that issue. What is this going to be like? How do we do this well? How do we love each other well? How do we draw close to God and to each other in this time of pressure? So God bless you. Let's pray and worship. God, thank you for this message that you've given to me. God, I know I have to live it first. Thank you for your grace, God, that covers us. God, that when we feel weak, when we feel like a failure, when we feel like we can't do it, your grace gives us power. May we feel that power now. May we be infused with your hope today. God, we worship you in your name, Jesus. Amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.